0: Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode with your girl, Sincerely Shatasia. Back at it again with another episode for your soul. Today, the Holy Ghost has pulled up and showed out and we're going to be discussing the children of idols. And I'm going to sp- speak briefly about this ty- um, this topic. So I hope you guys are ready. And for those who are not aware um, just a little 411 updates. Make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Sincerely Shatesha. Um, Make sure that you tune into some biblical teachings that I have shared, some current events and revelations and just my own personal testimonies. Um, and that will definitely help you. So make sure that you subscribe, share, like, do all that fun stuff. Um, and that you are not missing a beat. Because whenever I start releasing teachings on YouTube, I may not do it on Facebook Live. Or I may actually update some of my Facebook lives to my YouTube channel. But it's all under construction. So I just want to make sure that you guys are aware that I do have that YouTube channel. And I have about 31 videos on there. And I want to thank those who have already took the time to subscribe. I appreciate that. um, That way you know god is being glorified the body is being edified and the devil is terrified okay so as i mentioned earlier i'm going to be talking on the topic of children of idols um i think this is definitely something that the body needs as a whole um to discuss a lot of people have not really discussed this topic um from my understanding and if they did that's cool but um You know, I feel like the Lord has definitely placed this, this topic on my heart for a reason. And I'm going to just discuss um, briefly on this topic, what the Lord has shown me and um, just my own personal revelations that the Lord has given me. And I pray and hope that you guys um, get edified um, and equipped in this um, episode. So stay tuned, make sure you plug in your AirPods and get ready. Alright, so starting off, I really want to lay the foundation with some definitions. So for those who have not checked out my previous two episodes and also the trailer, um, laying the foundation of what the Lord has placed on my heart on January 6th of 2024, he told me to deal with idolatry. So that's why I've been doing this um, series of um, dealing with idolatry. Now... For those who do not know with what idols means it means biblically just something that is valueless worthless and pointless now when i was studying second corinthians chapter 6 verse 15 it talks about the original name of satan which is bl um, if i mispronounced that sorry first and foremost my first language is not greek but bl is satan's original name which means worthlessness or wickedness now, in the context of 2 Corinthians sh- chapter 6, it's talking about being holy and how the Corinthians were driven by their own um, afflictions or affections and not being um, unequally yoked to unbelievers. Now, who is an unbeliever? Person who rejects Jesus as the Christ, which is the Messiah, the anointed one. a Person who rejects Jesus as God, a person who rejects Jesus as King and Lord and Savior of the world, of our lives. Um, So that's basically who an unbeliever is. Um, Not saying that an unbeliever is going to have the same beliefs that we have, but an unbeliever in that context, biblically is what it actually is referring to when it says do not be unequally yoked to unbelievers. And I had to learn this um, and study it myself because clearly I was taught wrong growing up that an unbeliever, you know, is someone who doesn't have the same anointing or calling. It, It was so stupid, but that's what a true unbeliever is, right? So... As I begin to look into this a little bit further, um, as we read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul goes on and explains to the Corinthians, what does fellowship with righteousness have with lawlessness? What does communion, what communion, excuse me, what communion does light have with darkness? Now, when you look up fellowship, clearly fellowship is just gathering, um, conversing, In a kind of a form of intimacy, but when you do a deeper study, a word study, I study the word communion and communion in Greek, in Greek, excuse me, is related to intercourse and intimacy. So it's very important that we are discerning those who we fellowship and commune with because Biel, which is Satan uses that as a lore. And I'm going to go into a little bit deeper of that, but I wanted to just lay the basic foundation when it comes to children of idols for this episode, where I'm going with that. So you understand once I, you know, release certain prophetic insights that you understand the intimacy and intercourse and communion and fellowship plays a significant part in the children of idols. Now you have to understand when it comes to Children of idols, conversations with the children who worship Satan or who worship idols is communion, right? As I mentioned, now, when you look at it a little bit further, intimacy is an impartation of Satan's seed being implanted in your spiritual womb. Let me say that again. Intimacy is which is a part of communion, is impartation of Satan's seed being planted in your womb. It even says in Matthew 13 that God's word is seed. And I'm going to break that down for you because the more that you understand what that means, you'll understand how our fellowship and communion with other people can be demonically, um, can be a, a, how can I say this, a door that we may open up unknowingly out of our ignorance for Satan to impart in his seed into us. So in Matthew 13, verse 19, it says, anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart this is he who received by seed by the wayside. Now, that word seed, as God, as Jesus was explaining in Matthew 13, that it's the word of God. And we know that even nowadays that the Satanist has their own canon, right? So what God creates, Satan imitates. So who's speaking into you, right? What word is being planted in your mind that can eventually be bring um inception right because even when adam knew his wife he can he conceived so the word knew is that intimacy word he knew jesus in john 3 said he knew or john 7 excuse me that he knew all men he was intimate with all men even when they weren't intimate with him he knew them before the foundations of the world so With that, when you're looking at it from that perspective, you have to understand that Satan has already implanted words, his words into his children. And we even see that in, we even see that in, what is it? um, Genesis three, that God says one of the curses of Eve, he says that your seed talking about Satan's seed will be against her seed and that seed gets capitalized is Jesus himself right and I'll give you revelation on that as well later on but I really just wanted to break that down so you guys can understand that it's very we have to be very cautious of those who are not truly sealed and filled with the Holy spirit. Um, at least they have to be sealed. At least they have to say that Jesus is God, that Jesus came in the flesh, that he was born, he died and he resurrected. I mean, that's the bare, bare minimum of belief uh, as a believer of Christ. Right? So Satan seeds reject his divinity. They reject that he's the son of God. They hinder, um, the children of God in that way by drawing them away from the light into darkness you know the children of Bel are pawns and Satan uses their pawns in that way to take them from light into darkness and to worship other gods now other gods is not just the gods that people carve and create little images of wood stone and, and silver and gold and things like that that we see now like the golden calf but when you actually study gods and even i think paul says this too in corinthians first or second corinthians i can't remember but he even says um they worship other gods which is demons right and let me go to that actually because this is this is too good of a revelation to just sit on so i'm actually going to pull that up for us in just a moment so So you can see 1 Corinthians chapter 11, um, verses 14 to 22. You can read that on your own time, but I'm not going to read it. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to explain how communion and idolatry um, conflict against each other. Paul tells the Corinthians to flee from idolatry before partaking in communion. Now what the Lord had revealed to me when I was reading this is He was saying, the Lord has spoke to me and said, there are people who take communion even nowadays who still have I- idols in their heart. Therefore their communion is impure. Gentiles, and this is not just referring to those who are um, biologically, um, Gentiles, those who, cause Jews, when we know if you're a Jew spiritually, it's because you have, um, the spiritual DNA of God through the Holy Spirit, right? We're impregnated with the Holy Spirit. We're impregnated with his word. We're children of God. This is not when we say Jews, it's not even Paul says it's not, you know, Jew or Gentile, those who actually, um, have the spirit of God. Those are the children of God, not by your biological or, um, geographical location, right Um, there's people who are biologically jews but are spiritually gentiles (laughs) let me say that again for those who want to be religious there are people who are biologically jews but spiritually gentiles gentiles sacrifice to demons not to god and have no fellowship with demons paul is talking in first corinthians chapter 11 Now, to give you a little bit of context from this text and give you a little historical background is the cup of libration was poured out at the end of pagan feast, which honored their deity, their God at that time. So whatever pagan God they were worshiping, they had a similar communion that we do now. But what Paul was implementing is. It was incomparable with drinking the cup of the lord so how many people are sitting in pews taking communion every month or however often people take communion in local assemblies now are still having idols in their heart money's an idol sex an idol we's an idol alcohol is an idol shopping's an idol um your pride's an idol what the list goes on and on right So I'm not going to lay the list of idols in the categories. You can go to um, the first episode for that of the series. But we see in this text that he was specifically telling the Corinthians that you cannot flee from idolatry because you cannot have idols in your heart and take a holy communion. And the communion symbolizes a believer's relationship to God. And you can refer to Matthew chapter 26, 27 for that. Also in Matthew chapter 6, 26, verse 27 and 28, it gives us a symbolization of the bread, which is a believer's commitment to Christ's body, which is the church. So once again, the children of Satan, Satan's spawn, Satan's seeds or uses pawns, spiritual pawns to draw the children of light into darkness and worship other gods, which are demons. And now this is, this is here it is. This is how they do it. This is a tactic by spiritual seductions. They do it by spiritual Seductions. Now, I know you're like, what is a spiritual seduction, Shatasia? I'm glad you asked. Spiritual seductions happen when people are seduced by demonic spirits or demons and lures people away from the truth of the gospel and God of the Bible, Yahweh, Elohim, Edoni, El Shaddai, Jehovah, all them names. Okay. They take away the truth of his identity, his characters, his attributes, and pervert it and demonize it to where you are. Where you think you're worshiping Yahweh when you're actually worshiping your way. Hey, ha, let me say it again. You think you are worshiping Yahweh when you're really worshiping your way. Lutherism is worship of self. You're worshiping yourself. Even if you don't think you're worshiping God, you're worshiping yourself. Every time you worship yourself, every time you put yourself first and don't put God first, every time you seek your will, you want God to release his hand, but you don't want his heart. You have become a child of idols. My God, my God, if it's right, just say, ouch. If it's right, just say, ouch. God, I have become a child of idols of idols or idol idolatry needs to be torched father send the consuming fire to burn up every heart that is filled with idols or just an idol that exalts itself or themself above who you are, Lord. Send your consuming fire now. Torch it up, O God. Purify their hearts, oh God. Open up their ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Open up their eyes to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is showing in this season. Lord, prepare your bride. Prepare your bride. Spiritual seductions have creeped into the body of Christ by false prophets prophesying to you, by false pastors preaching to your little itching ears with air infections, by bishops wanting to look like the world and bring the world in and people of the world who have no conversion and have no fruit that they have been in the presence of God and that they are sealed and filled with the Holy Ghost. No, this is how spiritual seductions creep in secretly and speedily. This is what it is. This is what it is. Idolatry is unclean and is considered spiritual whoredom and and adultery. Idolatry is unclean and it's considered spiritual whoredom and adultery, which causes the Lord's glory to depart and breaks our covenant. You don't believe me? First or excuse me, second Corinthians chapter seven verse one. Here it is. Therefore have some excuse me, therefore having these promises beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all. Filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In the fear of God. In the fear of God. If you don't have the fear of God, then you are not a part of the body. You are not a part of the body. Unclean spirits are attracted to uncleanliness spiritually first, then it manifests in the natural. Have you ever driven around and seen someone's car full of trash? Have you went to someone's house and their house is just a mess? Have you been around someone and their body odor is just like, oh, you can't smell that you stink. And I'm not talking about them just naturally, you know, stinking after a hard day's work and you just have, you're wearing your day on you. But I'm talking about this is their natural odor. This is their natural odor. We don't hear holiness being preached in the church enough. We hear grace, an over-hyper grace message. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Yes, you have grace. You have mercy. But we need to preach holiness. We need to preach righteousness. Righteousness is what the children of God are slaves to. We are slaves to Righteousness. We thirst and hunger for righteousness. We thirst and hunger for holiness. We have the fear of God living in us to the point if we do something, we think twice, three times, four times, depending on who you are. Oh, I should not do this. I have I have a righteous indignation against the wicked, a righteous indignation against what is unholy, a righteous indignation against self-righteous acts that are being committed in a religious rhetoric way in the church from people who are believers not the world because the world is going to be the world Satan ain't after the world the attack is against the church those who are diligently and genuinely seeking the Lord the children of idol are not going against their own Satan cannot cast out Satan Satan is looking for those whose light is shining bright in this dark dying and deceitful world The children of idol are preying on those who are drawing closer to the God, not just with their mouth, but with their heart. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't care how many times you can quote scripture, how many times you read your Bible, how many times you even pray. But if there is no fruit evident and you do not have the fear of God living in you, you are not a child of God. You are not a child of God. If you have no true conversion and it's evident and it's evident, are you communing with the children of idols? Are you a child of an idol? And if it's right, just say, ouch, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a went wild type of prophetess. You know, oh, wow, wow, wow. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't just go on my own. That's a went. I didn't go on my own. I was sent. I'm an out sent type of prophet. I speak to your spirit and edify your soul through the word of God. I lead you to God himself, not myself. Children of idols flock to prophets who prophesied their license plates and what they ate and what's in their house and they prophesied to their flesh while preying on their soul Mm. and starving their spirit because they're giving them milk and not meat children of idols are spiritually immature because they're so used to the milk of the word and The milk is not even true milk. They got skim milk. It's watered down milk to the point it's watered down word. Pastors, preaching, things that people want to hear. Yes, we need edification, we need exhortation, we need comfort. But we also need some words that's going to challenge us to live holy. Challenge us to embrace our convictions and be intimate with the spirit. And also comfort us in the midst of opposition. Not comfort us in our complacent comfortability with our sin. But comfort us while we are keeping our hand to the plow and pressing forward. And pressing forward. My God. My God. I study out of the New King James Version. um, Because it challenges me. When I study this. Depending on what version you read. It may say the sons of disobedience. The sons of disobedience are children of Satan. And You can refer to Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 6, and Colossians chapter 3 verse 6 to get a better understanding of that. Now, I know this first segment was a little little hard, but I want to edify you here. I want to exhort you here, and I want to give you some comfort. Life lessons to learn to avoid becoming a child of an idol or children of idols one you want to stay holy Loose yourself from satan's influence and jezebel's influence as well because jezebel's just running rampant in a church unfortunately by living a pure and holy lifestyle pleasing to god perfect holiness is formed in the fear of the lord not in perfection not in performance let me say that again. Perfect holiness is formed in the fear of the Lord, not in perfection, not in your performance. On Sunday, you acting like you got slayed in the spirit when you didn't get slayed in the spirit. You just fell. You want someone to see, acting like the Lord is speaking to you. You just want. You just. You just want people to notice that. you Notice or think that you spirit more spiritual than you actually are no you don't have to do everything perfect i'm not a perfect per- prophetess i'm not a perfect prophetic voice i don't say everything perfect i don't pronunciate all my words perfectly i don't spell perfectly i don't read perfectly i don't do everything perfectly but perfecting myself in holiness by fearing and reverencing god the respect that's what the fear of the lord is a reverence of respect not a terror only those who are afraid of God, who tear, who have a terror of God, are those who are not a part of his family. The second lesson that you can learn for life is deliverance daily. or it's Just like when you have a car, you have to go through maintenance, oil change, tune-ups, alignments, uh, changing your brakes, and all that good stuff. Your deliverance Daily, when I say deliverance daily, not literally daily, but I mean, you may need some deliverance daily, especially if you haven't had none in decades, you may have to go through deliverance and don't be ashamed of deliverance because that just shows that you are humble and you thirst for righteousness and are hungry for it. But when I say deliverance daily, I mean, you want to make sure that you're getting your tune up and your oil change spiritually every, what, three to five months, depending on your vehicle. However, often you get your oil changed, which I hope you do. And deliverance daily is like when you're brushing your teeth, when you're eating, when you're going to the bathroom, you do these things daily. You say, Lord, you know, one thing I have been praying almost every day is, Lord, purify my heart with your reference fire send your consuming fire burn up every impurity that's in my heart my church has been um going over psalms 24 and psalms 15 and it talks about the um he who has a clean heart and a or excuse me he who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive blessings from the lord and righteousness from god the god of his salvation this is jacob the generation of those who seek him who seek your face selah pause that's what selah means pause So in order for you to have a clean, clean hands and a pure heart is you have to allow God to place your heart in his refiner's fire, God to cleanse your hands with his fuller soap, God to send his consuming fire by the Holy Spirit to burn up everything, every idol that is not, excuse me, every idol that's in your heart. God is your idol. Jesus is your idol. The word of God is your idol. These things, idols is not bad whenever it's God-centered, everything that centers around God, who he is, Jesus, who he is, Christ, who he is, Yahweh, who he is, Yeshua, who he is, who he is, Jehovah, who he is, right? Third is renounce and denounce all idolatry in your bloodline even if you you know don't live a life of idolatry you're not practicing idolatry as Galatians 5 mentioned because he says those who practice idolatry will not enter into the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God whichever one it is. I can't remember but you want to make sure that your bloodline is pure before you your bloodline presently and your future bloodline your children your grandchildren your great grandchildren so on and so forth you want to purify your bloodline and all the curses associated with idolatry with the blood of Jesus Christ and you can refer to 2nd excuse me 2nd Kings verse uh, excuse me 2nd Kings chapter 21 verse 21 now just to leave you with some characteristics of the children of idols the ch- children of wrath Satan spawn. Um, however you want to label it now this is how you can discern and identify within yourself and also within others but you want to make sure that you deal with the idolatry within your heart the idols within your heart identify them destroy them um, and do all that good stuff right first is the lifestyle what is the lifestyle consisted of consisting of Is it a consistent lifestyle of transgression, unrepentant sin, hypocrisy, or lukewarm faith? Or maybe you have departed from the true faith and gospel of Christ. Maybe you're sitting in a church where it's not growing you spiritually and just giving you watered milk or water itself. They're diluting the word of God. They're they're making you jump and shout with no transformation. You're looking more like the world instead of being set apart from the world also another characteristic is a love for the world and the desires to be accepted by the world Jesus said you will be hated by the world for my name's sake not just saying the name Jesus but when you study that is his characteristic the authority, the power you know the evidence of the Holy Spirit within you is what that means by his name's sake his character, his reputation also who are they getting counsel from who are they receiving instructing instructions and advice from are they walking in the counsel of the wicked are they standing in the way of the sinners are they sitting in the seat of scorn the scorn first the scoffers excuse me are they sitting in the seat of scoffers also Do they flock to motivational preachers and teachers who don't preach holiness and repentance? Are they thirsty to listen to a prophet of Baal and then the word of the Lord from his holy mouthpieces and receive true prophecy or are they flocking to prophets who prophesy and give them false prophecies? And if you have been deceived by a false prophet like I have, that's fine. You know, just repent and ask God to give you wisdom and sharpen your discernment. No one's above deception. No one's above deception. This is not to condemn you because we know, as Romans 8 tells us, for those those who are in Christ, there is no guilt, shame, or condemnation. But we do have to be challenged. We do have to be convicted. And we do have to be comforted whenever we fall short. Your sin is not your issue, your disobedience and your carnality is refer to Romans eight for that as well. I'm gonna say that again, for those in the back, for those who missed it, your sin is not the issue. Jesus already paid the price, the penalty for sin. It's handled. It's done. The sin bill is paid in full. Sin is never the issue now. In the new covenant. It's never the issue. Sin of believers, sin of unbelievers. Sin is never the issue. Your disobedience, unbelief, doubt, and carnality mindset is. It is. It is. I spared no one on this episode and that was my goal. And I pray that this edifies you, educates you, exhorts you, equips you and prepare you for everything the enemy is about to throw at you. So father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that you breathe life into every dead thing. Father, I just ask that you can send your, you send your consuming fire as I prayed and, and prophesied before that it burns up everything. God, I ask that you reveal Remove every idol that they are ignorant of I break the spirit of pride in the name of Jesus I break the spirit of disobedience God I ask that you set them apart isolate them for a season so that you can deal with the dark deep disgusting things in their heart that they choose not to bring forward to you that you give them the grace and the mercy and that they come to your throne with boldness come to your throne of grace boldly may they have the spirit of courageousness may they be strengthened to do the will of god to be holy to be set apart to be the light and salt of this world in jesus name amen shalom until next time deuces